Folks, we all deal with the worst thing that's ever happened to us. And for many, it's not as bad as for others. And for others, they might not think it's as bad as for you. But we all have our thing. When that thing is the loss of your partner and the love of your life in your business, that's as gritty as it gets. You're about to meet Lynn Child next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And so let's get cooking. Welcome to the show, folks. This is a special one. Business is hard. Entrepreneurship is hard. Women-owned businesses are hard. Keeping a woman-owned business operating to its peak for almost 20 years is hard we're going to hear all about today. I can't wait for you to meet the principal founder and president of Centricom. It is a uh, managed IT security network services provider for mid-sized to Fortune 50 companies. This is big time. This is important stuff. And you're about to meet the president. Lynn Child, welcome to A Dash Thank of Grit. Brian. I'm excited to be here. Very I'm excited. excited. I'm excited to have you here. I, I've known you for a little while and I've known your team for a long time. And I'm proud of the things that you've accomplished and the things that you stand for. And so I'm excited to uh, hear you tell that story today. Well, thank you. You touched my heart by saying that. I appreciate it. Good. So let's start with success. This show is all about grit and trouble and trials and struggles and hurdles, but let's talk about success. And you've accomplished some. Uh, brag about your company a little bit. Tell us what's great. Tell us what you're proudest of about Centricom. Well, there's so much. I think the number one thing that I'm proud of is over 20 years, I have had incredible people as part of our Centricom team. I mean, you can offer product solutions. You can do many different things in the marketplace. But what really makes an organization are the people that you surround yourself with and the great work that they do. So when I think about the 20 years and we're celebrating our 20th anniversary this summer, when I think about that, I think about the various people who have been part of our company over all those years. Now, granted, many of them, most of them are not there anymore. I totally understand. But my vision as being a smaller organization is to help them grow, help them find themselves, and then at some point give them their wings, have them move on to something else, but invite them back if they should decide they want to come back under the fold. So I would say probably the most important thing to me are our people, our team, our, our family at Centricom. And what are the services that your family, the, your team provides? What do you do for these, these companies out there? What, 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 do you, what do you excel at? Well, we have three major product lines. The first one is um, IT risk mitigation. Uh, we help uh, organizations of all in all the different market se sectors, especially manufacturing. We help them with their uh, different cyber and IT mandates. Um, we uh, go in, we help them with their uh, assessments, understand what's going on on their networks, create a C-suite report, uh, kind of a roadmap for IT, and help them implement cybersecurity. That's number one. Uh, number two are, are the general IT services that support that then. Uh, infrastructure, switches, routers, firewalls, that sort of thing. You have to have your data be able to flow. And then the third aspect would be cloud and emerging tech. Uh, we are a key partner with Zscaler, which is a cloud services company. And then we are also offering other emerging tech. So those are our three areas. And so these businesses come to you when they're at risk or they're vulnerable to all kinds of uh, things that can really shut a business down if it's not taken care of well. They need the best on their team. Absolutely. And, and I will tell you, our, our team, 
They're number one. Number one. And so let's talk about the building of that team. Let's talk about building Centercom. Go through the history a little bit. You're about to serve, uh, reach your 20th anniversary. There's yes. got to be some hurdles that you've crossed. Oh. There's some stories of grit here. Let's dive in. Absolutely. I can start out actually uh, in 2001 when the company began. Um, we had our first client on September 1st, 2001. And 10 days, the t- 10 days later, the towers came down. Oh, boy. oh my goodness. Everything stopped. The yep. economy stopped. People stopped. People were in shock. And so what ended up happening, my husband and myself had funded it, uh, the company, along with my other company, the three entities together. And what happened was we couldn't survive. We needed to go out for two and three more rounds of angel capital. And so mm-hmm. by the time we were all done, instead of just being my husband and myself, I ended up this being a community initiative. And we ended up with 39 investors locally and regionally that came in and said, wow, we understand the vision. It was during the time of dial up. And uh, we just Finley, Ohio, and the region did not want to be left out. So we formed to be able to offer the services that were necessary in order to help us continue to move forward over the last 20 years. That was the first thing that happened. Mm -hmm. That was uh, tremendous. Another component um, was in 2005, uh, my husband had been ill during that year. And unfortunately, he did pass. That took the wind out of my sails. Again, uh, going back to my team. They picked up during the time he was ill and then afterwards, because, of course, when you lose someone so dear and we had been married, actually, today's our anniversary, would have been our anniversary Uh, at the time he passed. um, We had been married 30 years and today would have been our 44th anniversary. And I love him as much today as I did the day I met him. So that was another hurdle. And he and I, of course, worked on the company together. And then uh, another hurdle was in... uh, Uh, 2015, we worked on being able to buy out almost uh, 30 individuals from the company. So now we're down to nine or 10 of us that actually are involved in Centricom as owners. So all of those things uh, are part of our history. And then, of course, 2020, the pandemic occurred. So lo and behold, another hurdle. I'm sure folks that are listening to this are understanding the pain of what we had to go through to survive up to this point. Even in cyber, folks did things right away when they had to move their employees remote, but then everything kind of collapsed and they're they're holding on to their dollars and they're being very conservative with their IT projects. So we're thinking that uh, things are coming along better because of the vaccine and budgets will open up and there'll be even more uh, work to be done in our sector. And I think I wanted to to explore all of those, but it's kind of a cycle, isn't it? Because your 2001 mm-hmm. is ever is is a new company today's pandemic. Many companies were starting in 2020 and and ready to roll and all raring to go, and the world stopped. And that's so, an excellent point, Brian. I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. It's a, there's always something. There's always a hurdle. There's always something, and sometimes they're big that are going to get in the way. And, and let's let's talk then a little bit about your vision because in 2001, you wanted to do this big thing. You had one customer, the world stopped. What kept the vision alive for you enough to go back to the angel investors and say, we need more, we need to make this work, even though everything else said, you know, no, maybe you just need to stop. 
Well, what kept me going was the original vision for Centricom was really an outreach from a community and working with economic development and a lot of the local leaders. We also had very large organizations in our community. Uh, one was a fortune well, several of them uh, at the time were Fortune 1000, Fortune uh, 500s. And they understood that what we wanted to do was to position our region to be sure that as the telecommunications companies went to the larger cities, the Clevelands, the Columbus, the Cincinnati's, that's fin uh, Finley, Ohio, Hancock County and the region was not left out. So that's how we actually uh, that's how I, I ended up having the grit because uh, many of the 39 investors were part of that community uh, visionaries with me and they understood, they knew what we needed to do. So I can't take total credit. It was a community initiative. My husband and I and my other company just kind of actualized it, but that that's really what it came out of. So when you talk about having grit and moving forward and you've got that kind of support from the local community, it, it allowed us to be able to survive, actually. And, and was there ever a, a out of the community and out of the support, any wavering, any, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea, maybe later, or was it full steam ahead no matter what happened? It was full steam ahead because yeah. think about it. The towers came down in 2001. We, 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 we got through 2000 uh, in one and moving into 2002, but we had to start raising capital immediately. And people still invested. While the country was still reeling from this, people still invested. They believed they already had bought in to where we were going and what we were doing. And the, the, the towers coming down had nothing to do with anything we did. And they understood that United States, America, we would come out of this. And we still had the same vision of being able to move forward. And we were going to need the services that Centralcom was offering. So... I feel very blessed because that also is a little bit of our extended family. And I'm you know very what's amazing to, is is sometimes a, a, a lot of folks in this situation that are trying to get past even this pandemic right now and trying to move forward. If you don't have the the guts like from the beginning and the vision, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place because there's going to be things that hit you hard in the face, no matter what it is, and it's going to say no. Just quit. Take the easy road. Don't do it. And yet you've got to have that conviction, don't you, to get past some of these things. Absolutely. And your podcast uh, about grit, that's a, a, an entrepreneur never gives up. I don't care what it is. You never listen to somebody that says you can't do something. You're tenacious. You mm -hmm. persevere. You figure out a way to get it done. That is what a true entrepreneur and business is all about. I mean, yeah. and we've survived 20 years. And we're hoping that we're going to make it through this pandemic. I have to be honest, it's been very challenging. And we did uh, apply for a couple of rounds of PPP. Mm -hmm. We were blessed with receiving some funding. And I've got a great team. They understand that we're all hunkering down and we're just getting through this. And we're praying that we really are going to see some blessings and that the vaccines are going to help and that people are going to open up and we're going to be able to start to do some business like we used to do. We know what there's going to be, as everybody says, a new new normal, but we've all pivoted. And we <laughs> you've got all the right words, don't you? <laughs> and we're going to, yep. And we're going to continue to survive. Yeah. We, tr we truly are. We have the grit to make that happen.
And, and you've shown that in the past. And let's go ahead and talk about that if you don't mind. I know it's a, it's a hard yeah. subject, but you've, you've lived it. And, and if you don't mind sharing, because our, our listeners are going through all kinds of different things and loss, and, and, and now's the time to talk about that. So if you can share a little bit about 2005, the company is growing and doing the thing that you and your husband, the shared vision to accomplish, and then he passed away. Can you talk to me a little bit about that time? He is the love of my life and always will be. He was a full-time professor in philosophy and law at BGSU. But he was my number one supporter, and he even put dollars behind my business. He was not actively involved in it, but of course, when you come home and you talk about business, uh, he had been a very successful businessman prior to going into being a professor. So that particular time in my life was exceedingly challenging. Uh, 2005 and then the year or two after especially. Again, I relied on my team. They helped me get through this. I started going back to the office, truthfully, almost immediately within probably a couple of months. Um, I needed that outlet. And uh, my clients and my team were exceedingly, they were there for me. Let me just put it that way. And I needed to have grit to get out of bed, get up, do the things I needed to do. Because after being married 30 years and being madly in love with a person and having them always be part of your life, uh, and not to have that, that is still challenging me today. I have to be honest. I, I do have a significant other, but it's very different than very different than my Jimmy. Sure. I love him, but it's just very different. Oh, I completely understand. And, and and what was what was the driving force for you to maintain the grit that you had to maintain to overcome the challenges that you had to overcome? Was it was it the company's success? the community vision, your husband's vision, or was it your drive that you didn't want to let go of to get you through that hurdle? It was all of those things. And I was so grateful to Jimmy for supporting the vision that I had and what the community wanted to accomplish. And as I said, he was in the background and he was, but he was always extremely supportive. So of the things you mentioned, they all synergistically <laughs> synergistically work together. And we were able to survive that. We were able to have the grit to get through it. And then the people that you surround yourself with, whether it's clients or whether it's your team at the office, they they make it all possible. So again, no matter what you go through and what we've gone through in our 20 years, we've seen a little bit of everything. And uh, again, it's a matter of grit, perseverance, tenaciousness, and really believing in what you're doing and knowing that there's value in that. And 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 I'd like to talk about that same time. So uh, uh, being a woman-owned business, yes. being a female entrepreneur in 2021 is hard enough. I, I, I'm wondering in 2005 when... It, yes. I don't even know how to ask the question. But was there, what was it like being a woman-owned entrepreneur at that time, losing your husband, losing your partner, um, and having to go it alone. There were probably exceptional challenges that I, I needed to address. Even though my husband was not actively involved in the organization, right. folks knew him. Uh, they knew of his business acumen from previous life. There was still a perception that he was really more involved than he was. That happens, so doesn't I, it? I needed to 
prove myself, basically. Mm -hmm. I, I needed for them to understand he was always there for me, but I was I was the one that was really moving this forward. I, I was the one that had the, the drive and, and he was an unbelievable intellect, but he was more of an introvert. Mm -hmm. So we worked really well together from the standpoint that I could be the forward, outward, uh, work in the community kind of person. And when Jimmy was teaching and he when he was with people, he was amazing. People would have never known that he was more cerebral and introverted. So we were so well together going forward. I don't know if I answered your question. I'm sorry. I, I get a little emotional about these things. And therefore, I might be saying something that um, that didn't uh, directly uh, address your question. I apologize for oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. No apologies. No, I, I, I appreciate hearing your story. And I know the struggles. And I'm, I'm wondering if if you can share one of those examples where, where you had to overcome the fact, because you're in the IT industry, right? And, yes. and I, I don't know that the world, especially then, saw that as, you know, male, female, which one is IT kind of thing. I don't know if that's the case or not, but what kind of examples did you have to, uh, can you share where you had yes. to overcome that, that persona, that stereotype? Sure, I would be happy to. As I became more engaged in the organization, there was a, a concept, and of course, I had been not as actively involved because mm -hmm. of the situation. Um, there was a concept that maybe I, uh, it was too early, or maybe I oh. really couldn't go out and represent ourselves the way I used to prior to losing my husband. Okay. And I think there was a bit of a pullback from folks. Um, they weren't really sure how to react to me. Uh, all of a sudden, the company was, you know, being woman driven and that that background male posture yeah. or, or presence was not there. Um, so I think it, the challenges were to, to continue to move forward, to talk to people openly, to actually meet with clients and have them understand that uh, a lot of the vision and the drive was actually really coming from me this whole time. And not that Jimmy wasn't important. He was. He was incredibly important. But I was I was the one that was making these things happen yeah. and working with the great community people and the great team that I had. We came together synergistically and moved forward. And I think we needed I needed to go back into working with my company and my team and my clients and have them understand that I was still a very important and valuable part of this. And I've had to go ahead and re envision the company. I mean, since that time, if we stayed where we were in 2005, six or seven, mm -hmm. we wouldn't exist. I mean, I we've had to go out and re-envision working with my team and community. We've had to re-envision what are we? For example, right now, uh, in the last two and three years, we've been working toward the idea of risk mitigation. That wasn't uh, really top of mind in 2001 to 2008 and nine because systems were more closed. Now with the internet and the internet becoming the new network globally, mm -hmm. security is extremely important and we need to continue to understand that and move that forward. So, I mean... It's been an amazing journey, and now we're doing the risk mitigation piece of the business, and that's a new piece. That's only been new in the last three years. So we've constantly had to evolve what we're doing. We've also had to evolve with our partners that we work with, uh, with switches, routers, and firewalls. They've moved into new kinds of wireless, into artificial intelligence, into many new fields. We've had to keep up with that as well. So not only adding the new product line and new solutions, we've also had to keep up with what our partners are doing and what the market's demanding. So that's kind of been the evolution. 
We're not, we're, we're going to be here. I mean, this company team's too great. We're going to be here in another 20 years. Yeah, because you're looking forward. And that's one of the questions that I that I have now too. So the pandemic's here and we know there's challenges with the pandemic, but I'm wondering for Centricom, what are the opportunities? What are the pivots that you had to make to take advantage of some of the, I mean, we are in a new world now, especially with IT, the whole thing has ex- mm-hmm. exploded. Things are things are happening now. You and I are talking now, it, it, cities yes. away. It wouldn't have happened a year ago. It wasn't like this. I mean, it was out there, but it wasn't as, as well, uh, well, well formed. What kinds of opportunities are allowing Centricom to change, to adapt to this new world? Well, the things I just mentioned to you about the new services that we're doing, but also think about it. If you think about where this world's going with 5G, with edge computing, with robotics, with automation, with artificial intelligence, and think about when everybody had to move remote and work, the attack surface for those people that want to hack and attack and steal our ID and our corporate information, just magnified unbelievably. Yeah. Well, how that affects Centricom is we're a cybersecurity company. We help companies understand what they need to do to prevent those kinds of attacks. We're not a reactive as much. We're more of a proactive. How do you ensure that this does not happen to your company? And we, under the philosophy that it's not a matter of if you'll be attacked, but when we want to make sure that we have the proactive measures in place to mitigate anything that would happen when you are under that situation. And then we have partners that help us at the back end as well. But Centricom is more of a forward thinking, proactive risk mitigation type of organization. So that's what we're going to continue to do. And, and it brings the opportunity, doesn't it? The, the, it these does. opportunities and the risk, the additional risk that your customers have and the things they might not even know they have, the, the problems and issues. It's up to you to bring those through. So what are the challenges then that the p- pandemic is bringing to you? The, the hurdles, those are opportunities. What are the hurdles you have to overcome uh, moving forward? Well, the biggest hurdle, as I mentioned to you earlier, is that folks are still very conservative. I think the market will open up more when more folks have their uh, vaccine shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, what we really need is for folks to get more comfortable with the idea that they can be out and about. We, we don't only have to do Zoom meetings. We can interact again. And I think that will help folks be more comfortable in um, doing projects. I mean, there, as I said, there's lots of projects on, in the hopper. We're aware of them. We're, we're quoting them. We have SOWs. We're out there helping clients. They want to understand what different projects are going to do and what the costs are going to be and what the, what it means to them. The biggest thing is to continue to explain the benefits to them as to why they need to do this and to have them make sure they understand the attack surface is so much bigger. You've got to be more secure than ever. And you need companies like Centricom to help them be able to do just that. And so to answer your question, what I, I would like to see is the, the budgets and folks to be comfortable enough to be able to start opening up projects and allow us to get in there and help them. And that is happening. I mean, we are we are having a much better 2021 than we did in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm kind of thrilled about that aspect of it. Good for you. And Lynn, if you don't mind me asking one more question. Sure. You are so passionate. And so excited about this company. I can tell your vision has lasted from the beginning to now, 20 years later. I don't, I bet it hasn't succumbed a bit. If anything, you might be at your peak here. You, you, you are wired up about this company. <laughs> I am. So here's my question. Can you, do you take it home with you? Do you ever turn it off? Is this, is it ever no. a question of balance for you? 
I, I kind of okay. thought that might be the answer. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> Tell me not. about that. In your uh, podcast regarding grit, talking yeah. to entrepreneurs, yeah. I'm sure they told you as well, we never turn it off. We're uh-huh. on. And thank goodness the gentleman that I'm with now yeah. uh, is understanding. And he's very supportive and involved with the organization from the standpoint of being on the outside, but yet still being extremely supportive. So no, as an entrepreneur, you never turn it off. And the biggest thing I'm facing right now, honestly, Brian, is I really do, and I am mentoring uh, a new set of leadership because semi-retirement for me is going to be happening whether I want it to or not. (laughs) So as long as the heavens allow me to have the energy I have, I'll continue to have this passion and move forward. But I'm also a realist that I've got a plan plan for the future, make sure my team is solid, make sure my clients are comfortable and they know that they're going to be taken care of and have that grit to say at some point, semi-retirement and then eventually retirement. It's scary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Two things I've learned. One is that entrepreneurs never shut it down, and that's not a problem. For a lot of mm-hmm. folks, balance is an issue, but for an entrepreneur, nope, this is my life, away I go. The other thing is <laughs> you never retire. <laughs> I've, well, I've never met one that said, hey, I'm completely retired. <laughs> You'll find something to do. I promise you that. That's good to know because yeah. <laughs> I, I need that kind of solace because this has been my baby for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm confident of that. Someone's going to put your hard you to heart to work. That's for sure. Uh, real quick uh, plug for Spire Marketing. We are a marketing company that helps businesses grow and to figure out challenges and to overcome hurdles along the way. And if you're looking for a marketing team to put to work for your company, please reach out. We are at SpireAd.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. My name is Brian Leffelock, and thank you for listening to Dash of Grid. I want to thank you, Lynn for sharing and being vulnerable and being open and, and, and pursuing and persevering uh, towards your dream and your vision. I know that listeners out there are going through their own set of challenges and to hear from you is, is inspiring and life-giving. I really appreciate you being on the show. Well, thank you, Brian. I also will give a plug to your company. We do use your services and you have made a world of difference in my organization. So I thank you and your team as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate those kind words, Lynn. Thank you. I can't imagine uh, a world without Centricom. So keep up the great work and, uh, <laughs> well, and, and keep overcoming those hurdles. Folks, this has been Dash of Grit. Thanks again to Lynn Child, uh, president, principal founder, uh, life changer over at Centricom. Uh, we do this once a week. Feel free to take a look at some other folks that have shared their stories in the past. And until we meet again, get gritty and win the day. Bye, everyone. Thank you again. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.